Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? How's it going? Are you all right? How's that thing? Did you clean it? I mean, is it is it good now? Is it gonna is it gonna work? How's that? Did you get? Did you fix that thing in the car? Did you? What did you do, man? What did you do? How did you fuck that up? Jesus, what the fuck happened? I thought you had that under control. Happy birthday! Is it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That sounds terrible. No, that's terrible. Where's? How's the doggy? How's the doggy? Hey, look. I'm Mark Marin. I mentioned that. I'm in Madison, Wisconsin at the Barrymore Theater. That'll be uh, Wednesday, April 27th. That's uh, this Wednesday. I'll be in Milwaukee at the Turner Hall Ballroom on Thursday, April 28th. I'll be in Chicago at the Vic Theater on Friday, April 29th. And then Minneapolis at the Pantages on Saturday, April 30th. I am a road dog. Damn. You can go to WTFpod.com slash tour for ticket links and other info. Look. Vanessa Bayer is on the show. You know her from her seven years on Saturday Night Live. She's also from Trainwreck. She was in that. She has a new series on Showtime called I Love That For You, which is somewhat inspired by what she went through in her life when she was diagnosed with leukemia in her teens. She's an odd duck, but I love her. I had a nice chat with her, so that's going to be happening. Let's go back. Let's take it back. The last time I talked to you, I was about to do The Tonight Show. Man, it's been a whirlwind. I did The Tonight Show on Tuesday. It was great. Had I got uh, Jimmy laughing. That's all you want to do on The Tonight Show. Get Jimmy laughing. Wake Jimmy up. Come on, Jimmy. Let's laugh a little bit. And I got him. I got in there. I got him laughing. And we had a good time. It was funny, though. It was funny. Because they told me, like, look, we got a long time. You got, like, eight minutes out there. I'm like, all right. They're like, uh, yeah, we cut a few jokes here and then we did something. And I'm like, great. So we're doing it. And I set up and do the old head bit and I do a couple other bits. But the idea initially was to call back the old head bit with the uh, with the record store bit. But he threw to the to the bad guys clip, which is what I was there to promote. It's fine. And while the bad guys clip is going, he's like, good job, man. Great. And I'm like, are we done? He's like, yeah, I'm running the clip. I'm like, we didn't do the record store with the old guy had a uh, callback. And he's like, do you think they'll remember? I'm like, yeah. I mean, it was like three, th- three minutes ago. I think they'll remember. And he's like, uh, all right. And I'm like, why? You don't think so? He's like, no, let's just do it. And if it doesn't work, we'll just cut it. 
And then I, we did it. We came back. We did that last bit, and I landed the callback. He's like, we got to hit the show ended. He's like, you, you landed it. You know how to land it. I do. I can. I can land that fucker. I can put this thing down at, at, on occasion. So, yes, that was fun. I went. I took Sam Whipside up there, and uh, and then after the Tonight Show, we went to the Greek restaurant, Kiklides. I forgot to mention that before that, I woke up in New York City, and I'm like, fuck, I got to get to the Whitney Biennial. I'm a Whitney member because I think it's important to support the arts. And I got up, and I got there at opening time. And I'm, I spent an hour at the Biennial, took it all in, very eclectic bunch of stuff, a lot of different stuff, a lot of... Uh, it's just a, 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 I don't want to say a hodgepodge. It's a carefully curated hodgepodge of things, large things, some very large things. But I think that's the idea of the biennial. You're sort of like, wow, this is a lot. And I'm not sure I understand a lot of it, but uh, I'm glad it's all here. I'm glad people are out there making stuff that I don't understand because maybe someday I will. And maybe some people do. And maybe this is just a vision the artist had. And it's, it's beyond understanding. Maybe we should just ride it to another plane. Wake up, man. And that night, I got tickets. My agent set me up with uh, house seats over at uh, American Buffalo with Sammy Rockwell and Larry Fishburne. I, you know, I know Sammy. We're in the number one box office movie right now. Sammy and I are in the, <laughs> the, the number one movie at the box office uh, today. So I watched him in American Buffalo, which I hadn't seen for years when I saw Al Pacino in it. And when Al Pacino did it at the Schubert in Boston, I, all I remember is Al Pacino center stage walking around with his hands on his hips yelling and, and do, they just gave him the full reign of the fucking play. And this one, it seems a little more engaged. Fishburne's Donnie's up and around. Rockwell's moved around. The junkie kid's in and out. But Rockwell owned it as good as, I, as good as I've seen it. And I've only seen it once, maybe twice, once on television. But he did a great, uh, great teach. Worth seeing. But it's weird. It's not as heavy a play as I remember it because I remember it being much heavier. But there is a there's sort of there's a there's a there's a comedic element going through it. But it's also at the end, it's not tragic. It's just sort of uh, losers, just uh, amateur thieves. And there's no follow through to it. It's kind of a ridiculous, empty ending. But that thing moves. It's not a long play, but Jesus, it was, it was, it just flew by and it was great to see Sam. Afterwards, I said, hi, Clark Gregg was there. I said hi to Sam. I met Lawrence Fishburne, which was exciting. And then uh, they all drove away in a limo and me and Sam were standing there going like, I guess uh, we're done. I guess that's it for us. And Sammy went home. So that was, uh, that was the New York business. So then I fly from New York to Austin I do Big Jay Okerson's show that night. It's just a dirty story show where I chose to make it dirty. For some reason, I get a, I get around Big Jay. I'm like, I got to be filthy. Big Jay brings out the filth in me. What can I tell you? So I do that, and I go, uh, I go hang out, see a bunch of comics, had some food, and that night I did the uh, the Paramount, and it was great. It was great. Great crowd in Austin. Alejandro Escovito came out. I'd never met him before. Bruce Hills brought him and introduced me. He knew of me, said I was a good guitar player, said I'm a big fan of all the records, gave me his new record, hung out, enjoyed the show. I believe Chuck Woolery came with uh, with Kristen, who owns Opie's. That happens, you know. He can handle it. And uh, who else was there? My, my uh, ex-wife, my first ex-wife uh, lives in Austin. Her and her husband came. It was nice. It was all good. 
Everything's okay. I'm getting emotional. I'm getting older. I'm getting emotional. I don't know how long it goes on for. I do not know. Did I mention I had borscht at Veselka? I didn't mention that. In New York, I also went to Veselka, took care of that business. Four pierogies, bowl of hot borscht, which is pretty fucking good. And I think a little money gets kicked back to the Ukraine from the borscht because it's a Ukrainian restaurant. And I had uh, some kasha with gravy. I did the business. I did the food business, and now I'm pig, pig fat because I ate a lot of pig fat and beef fat. Oh, my God. What am I talking about? You guys, Austin was great. Had a minor minor problem with a drunky woman. And I was like, what's the matter? And and some woman behind this woman points her to go, she keeps talking. And then the, the drunky woman goes, well, this bitch. I'm like, all right, okay, okay. Let's, let's, everybody relax. Let's pull it together. Get hold of yourself. Handle your liquor. Please, please, lady. And she just looked at me like she was gonna cry. And then I proposed. Uh, it was it was very funny in context. And from what I understood, she did cry. But one crying lady uh, at a performance is, that's a success. There could have been more crying ladies. And I wasn't even mean to her. That's how I know that maybe, maybe I'm evolving somehow. Maybe I'm evolving somehow. When I left that show, I was walking out and uh, African-American woman, middle-aged woman, maybe, maybe in her late 30s, not middle-aged. She stops and she says, that was a great show and I really appreciate uh, you handling that woman empathetically, which I did because I could have just like leveled her and I've done that. I could have just like just destroyed her, you know, with the, with the horrible mean funny, but I just went with it like, okay, let's, let's, let's just behave like grownups. Let's manage the situation. Let's come on, get hold of ourselves. Come on. Maybe I'm not that guy anymore, but I don't know. I could have been. It just depends. But I, I think like the tone I'm taking is not that. And I went again up with uh, with no opener. It was spectacular. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just. It's just the idea. Like I'm pretty present, and I'm actually, I'm actually fearless up there, and I'm not pretending to be. And I th- I feel like I'm at the top of my game, and and there's a lot of riffing and going on. It's just there's something about owning it, owning the whole thing. And the work is good. I, I, because I, I feel like at this stage of my life, I can't look at it as just a job. It's not a job. It's something much more important to me. And I think it's important what I do. But I don't know if there's any indication of that necessarily in the, you know, in the bigger, broader cultural sense. But I don't know what relevance means in that sense, anyways. So I'm just sort of tempering the thing to understand and appreciate the audience I have and the skill set that I have and the sort of uh, creativity that I'm putting into it. And trying to have a good time. And it's kind of working. He said, because he's had a string of good shows. Talk to me the next time I'm in a hotel room. <laughs> sadly being in a hotel room. Doing what one does sadly in a hotel room. Talk to me when that happens. So Vanessa Bayer, I had a lovely time with her. I, I like her. She's, she's an odd funny person. And her new series, I love that for you, is an odd funny series. It premieres this Friday. April 29th on Showtime, and I talked to her. I talked to her, and I'm going to share it with you right now.
right now. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts oh. all right let me talk let me see if i can actually turn off all my bells and ringers i don't know how to turn the the one off on here it's the weirdest thing like i can uh okay i'll turn the phone off that's done but where's the volume on this new... I don't understand what's happening. You're do I, I use a Shure on my podcast, and I feel so professional. You do? Yeah. Do you use that one? No. Mine's not as cool as this, but it makes me feel like I'm doing something well, right. Well, I, okay. But I mean, like, you know, they make all of the microphones. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, they make every one. Do you use, like, uh, something that looks like I a stage one- mic? Actually, it might be this. It, it's like this, except it's not attached this way to this thing. Oh, it's on a stand? Yeah, it's on one of these things. Okay. Yeah, so I guess... Oh, I see. So it's probably this mic. It might be. What's your podcast? It's. I just started it with my brother, who's also a big fan of yours. It's called How Did We Get Weird? Oh, really? Yeah. And what's the angle? We talk about nostalgic stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, uh, how far back? Like, pretty far back. <laughs> <laughs> like, But your lifetime... Not before that, but it, if 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 our guests want to, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a, you have someone come in. Yeah, who have you had on there? Um, we so just far. Did, we just had Michael Showalter. The he just came out that came out yesterday. Oh, it did yeah. And that's the first one. That was no, that was the thirtieth one, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. So, but pretty new. Showalter. Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, he directed that movie. He's directed a few movies. Yeah, but he directed the the Tammy. Faye Baker movie. I know. She yeah. was so fucking good in that. I know. I got to see it. You didn't see it? Well, I was. it's one of those weird times where I didn't pay that much attention to the Oscars, although I was watching, but I was like, she's got to win. Yeah. I mean, it was- Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd heard she's incredible. It was that in it, crazy. And she's so good. Yeah. She is. Do you know her? I don't know her. No? No. <laughs> Do you live here? I, lived, I moved here three years ago. Really? Yeah, from New York. And how's how's it going? How's the transition? I love it here. You do? Yeah, I really love it. Do you here. ever think about New York? Uh, no. I hardly I, ever do. I once I left New York, I was like, it's so hard to live here. Yeah. Like right before I moved, but yeah. I was like, I gotta get out of here, and I never come back. Really? I mean, I like going back to visit. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. But it's just so hard to live there. It's so easy to live here. I guess. Well, yeah. If you if you're acclimated suburbanly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, I guess. If you're if you're used to having a driver's license, yeah, and stuff right. like that. So a lot of people come out here. They're like, I don't know how to drive, and I'm like, Well, you got to leave. Right. There's, <laughs> right. there's no. You're not going to make it here. 
I still, I hadn't driven, when I moved here, I hadn't really driven regularly since high school. But you have it in you. Yeah, I have it in me. Yeah, and you grew up where you had to drive. Yes, exactly. I guess most people do, but some people it's kind of odd and they kind of gravitate to the one or two blocks that remind them of New York. Yeah. Like, everybody who moves here moves over there by the Gelsons and the, and the uh, you, you know, over like on Franklin. Right, There's right, a, right, right. a little strip there with a bookstore. That's and, what I did. <laughs> How, how many times did you walk over there to the Gelsons? I mean, I moved to Larchmont, so I could oh. be, yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you can walk out, and then you you know that one or two blocks really well. Yeah, and everything's there. My eye doctor, my, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, So you live everybody. there now? Yeah. Okay. And I love it. It's yeah. a little New York there. Like Larchmont Village? Yeah. You got the bad bagels? And the good bagels. Oh, is there good bagels now? I think that, well, there's Noah's and Sam's. Well, I don't know what Sam's is, but Noah's is okay, right? Yeah, I mean. I don't eat a lot of bagels. I don't, I, who, who eats bagels? Well, we did when we were kids. Yeah, right. I mean, it was important. Yeah. When I lived in New York, that place, what was it, uh, B&B or H&H, or there was one. Yeah, yes, You yes. remember that one that had those, yes. like, heavy, yeah. dense bagels? Yes. <laughs> and you had to go downtown to get them? Yeah, I, I. I ate so many. When I was on SNL, I would yeah. order in a bagel sandwich every... I would sleep in and order in a bagel sandwich. Yeah. The next day. Yeah. And then I would order in something else for dinner. Bagel? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do, do, where'd you grow up? In Cleveland. A suburb of Cleveland. For real Cleveland? Just suburban, like Shaker. Yeah. Like, not, I'm actually not from Shaker, but that's like yeah. a suburb near me that everybody knows. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't know if I understand Cleveland. Was it alive when you were a kid? Like, did your family be like, we're going into Cleveland, we're going <laughs> no. into the city to eat? I mean, the thing is, you, when people say they're from Cleveland, yeah. they're usually from a suburb. Right. And there's, they're ni really nice suburbs. Sure. And there's like, you know, there's I think nice Ohio's a pretty state. Yeah, yeah. And there's nice restaurants and stuff to do, but you rarely go downtown, especially when you're a kid. Yeah. I have friends that like live there now as adults. And when you live there as an adult, you say like... You go like you should see what they're doing there now. Like right. everyone in Cleveland is like always like Cleveland's really doing it's coming, it now. It's really coming around. There's three blocks that are great. <laughs> I mean, it is has you know Michael Simon restaurants and yeah, I know. I, I mean, yeah. I when I used to play over there at uh, whatever that oh uh, yeah the laugh stop. What's over there? Nick's. Uh, um, uh, I forget the name of the. Uh, it's a nice comedy club. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now it's going to bother me. Well, there's an improv there, no. which I did a very. Uh, and then there's a hilarities. The, hilarities. Yeah, yeah, hilarities. The improv you did you. I did a stand up show there once, um, and like all my friends and family came. Oh, so when you were <laughs> it was younger, really nice. Yeah, it was probably ten years ago. Oh, so you, yeah, so not not kid young, not but kid young, you, but the, yeah, the big return. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> She's coming home. She's working the club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but yeah, Michael Simon's restaurant there, and his sous chef had a restaurant there that I loved, but he closed it. Greenhouse Tavern, it was called. Okay, okay, It was yeah. right down the street from the one on that area, you know, that, yeah. that block. Of Cleveland, where it's there's like cobblestone <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, have you been there? I have gotten there, yeah. yeah. It's nice. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, it, it's nice. I saw, you know, yeah, I mean, if you like that stuff. I mean, of course, but I, I, the costumes. I'm not going to be a dick about it. It's it's nice. You know what I mean? I like seeing all the outfits and the yeah. guitars. Also, and, Clevelanders are very nice. I think so. Yeah. Um, I it's my experience. I haven't had any bad times in Cleveland. Yeah. And I went to that weird corned beef place. The there's a corned beef place. It's like you know, if you do radio in the morning, they're like, let's go get corned beef. I'm like, for breakfast? Yeah, it's at this place. I forget what it's called. Do you know that place? I don't know about but the corned beef. But it's not. Place. You don't. 
Come well, on. Well, there's well, there's like there's like Davis Bakery and Corky and Lenny's and stuff. Is that well? That's like that sounds like Jewish world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. This hold on. This this is like a. Is a cor- when is corned beef not part of Jewish? World? And when it's part of Irish world. Oh, got it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right? That's a really, really good point. Um, Slimans. It's called oh, Slimans yeah, this is Restaurant in Delhi. This is something that I'm sure my brother and my parents know about. Sure. I, it's yeah. all cor- it's all corned beef. Breakfast, I, lunch, dinner. I uh, got it. It sounds okay. like it's Jewish. Slimans sounds yeah. Jewish. Yeah. How Jewish were you? Well, we we went to like a reform temple, but my brother and I both got bar and bat mitzvah. Reform temple guitar yeah. was there a guitar? There. <laughs> That's so funny. Guitar playing rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, not really. Was that but, a character you almost did? We, <laughs> I wish I had. I really wish I had. Um, we, but we, we actually were more religious than, like, my brother and I have talked about when we think back. Like, we went to temple every Sunday, and then we both, I think, I at least I got confirmed. So I, I got. You went through Hebrew school. And then I did like Monday yeah. nights you went back. until I was like 16. Yeah. So you did it. But Sunday, that, that that's a red flag. You went to temple every Sunday. Well, every Sunday. Yeah. That's yeah. a little weird. <laughs> Is that weird? Does, right. Because there's Saturday. People it's Friday go on... and Saturday, right? Friday night, Well, Saturday. that's funny because my dad was like, I used to go on Saturday. We sure. went on Sundays. Sure. And Was there a choir? No, I wasn't like I wasn't that involved in it. Sorry. But I just had Adam Ray on here, and he grew. He was a, a reform in Pacific Northwest, and he's like, there was a choir, and I'm like, did you believe in Jesus too, or no? <laughs> and then someone just wrote me. It's like there's many choirs in the Jew or whatever. I yeah, choir feel yeah. We didn't have. But you went on Sunday. But we went on Sunday. But then, but then when I was like, after I got bat mitzvah, I'd go on Monday night or, right. or before I got bat. Until I was like 16, I went on Monday nights. Well, but so, but I think that probably has to do with the fact that like it's a big part of your social group. Well, it was interesting because I feel like it was um, it was the time that I felt like I could kind of act out. Like they would give us. Oh yeah. I would talk during Monday sure. night temple, and then they would give us homework, and I'd be like, uh, "What am I going to do? Fail temple? I'm yeah, not doing yeah. this." Right. Where I was like such a, <laughs> I was so studious in regular right. school. You're going to kick me out of the religion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, what am I going to get an F in Temple? Guess what? I don't care. Yeah. So a lot of the, yeah, it was kind of where I was, I guess it was where I was my coolest. Yeah. Well, yeah, I made, I actually, I remember making at least one Hebrew school teacher cry because I was such a pain in the ass. I was so hilarious. (laughs) You get to really test out your comedy. Do you remember any of your like, your like best bits that you did in Temple? No, I just know that I would hijack the the, yeah. the situation. I don't. I can't even. I don't know really fully what a terror I was. You know, really up until like five years ago. Like I can't. <laughs> I don't. I I I don't think my brain does it. Yeah. I do remember the teachers clearly. Yeah. And I just remember. I don't know if I was funny or just completely disruptive. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know if the rest of the kids were like, Jesus, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> yeah. Why don't his parents do something yeah. about this? Yeah. Do you remember your bits? Uh, I just remember. Did you do characters? Not in te- but like, I just remember we would talk all the time and, and just, I think my main bit was, I kind of already did it for you, which was, we would get homework assignments and I'd be like, guess what? I'm not <laughs> yeah, going right, to do that. Yeah. yeah. The rebel bit. I bet to the teachers, I was like probably pretty okay you're fine <laughs> yeah but to me i was like i'm being a real, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm real piece of work yeah. yeah what what'd your parents do my um my dad was 
uh, he worked at like a hoist and crane company when we were younger, and then he started his own small business, like a packaging company. Really? That my brother's friends would like work at over the summer and stuff. Yeah. Packaging? Yeah. Like, like a UPS store? Like um, n- like shrink wrapping stuff. Oh, really? Very specific yeah, packaging. Yeah, kind of shrink wrapping <laughs> and do and putting like tat like like just really specific little jobs uh-huh. that. Um, so how many? How much stuff did your brother shrink wrap for fun? Yeah, like total. Like he and his friends would just like mess around and like yeah, totally shrink wrap. Yeah, yeah you could get into a lot of An trouble animal. there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they would really mess and around. That was it. a good business for him, the shrink wrapping. Yeah, he actually just kind of finally sold it all off, like very recently. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What a weird niche. Like I don't understand these. I I like I don't know what a job is really. Yeah. If I. <laughs> When I really think about the idea of having one, yeah, like a real job, and then like opening a business and deciding that that's something that specific, that there's a niche for this, like there's yeah. a gap in the shrink wrapping world of yeah. packaging, and then that's is that a passion? I guess it's like the difference between having a work doing what you do because you're passionate about it, or doing what you do to be successful at it, so you can do your passions elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he had a similar thing where he was sort of when he opened his business. I think he was sort of done having like a boss. Right. He like was. He never really had a. a, And he was like, I can't. Like he didn't have to like dress up for any. Like and so he just. Um. Yeah, I think he just he opened this business, and then his employees were like, you know, some of them were like in and out of jail and they were sort of like borrow money from him and it was like a whole it was like a real like he specifically hired specific (laughs) ex-cons i mean there was was some there were some ex-cons there and i I remember was that charity or just sort of no one wanted to shrink it was sort of both i think it was sort of both and um and yeah we my brother and i always wanted to um start like a reality show of his um work because we thought it was so interesting yeah just the logistics of it, especially because we were both in New York. Yeah. How would we have yeah. gotten the production going? Yeah, <laughs> to, 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 to document the ex-cons yeah. of the shrimp, shrimp wrapping business. Yeah. So, so I watched a new show, and I didn't really realize at first because I, I didn't, you know, because I'm not uh, great at homework until like day of. But I mean, I get it. <laughs> so hard to do homework, isn't it? No, I mean, like, look, I mean, I, I wasn't worried about you. I mean, I'm reading all of Harvey Firestein's book because <laughs> right, right. I didn't want to go into one of the biggest guys in modern theater and be like, so wh- what do you do? <laughs> yeah. But I watched the, uh, the, the episodes they sent me of I Love That For You. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. And it was funny. And it was weird because you're funny and weird um, in a good way. <laughs> I don't. No, I know I'm very weird. <laughs> How long have you been weird? Uh, forever, I yeah. think I've been weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the whole back, the the sort of background of the character is that she had cancer when she was a kid. Yeah. And then, I, then I, I should have known that you had cancer when you were a kid. Yeah. yeah. So this is sort of like you created this out of your own experience somehow. Right. Um, that, you know, you decided the world would be the Home Shopping Network or whatever, whichever, what is it called? Is uh, it the Home? Ours is called SVN, but, you know. It's based on, basically. Sort of based on. The celebrity world yeah. of the Home Shopping Network. And this is your aspiration. And your hook is you had cancer. Yeah. Right? And yeah. that, it's back. Yeah. But it's not back. Yeah. I'm lying. But it's like, does it help when you, like, because this is something you could do. I, like, when I did my show, the last season was not, you know, I'm I'm a recovered alcoholic drug addict person, but in the last season, I relapsed, and it was weird. Yeah. So when you do this based on the fact that you did have cancer, do you feel horrendous about it or scared? 
scared in a way? No. A couple people have said to me, like, are you worried that you're, like, tempting fate by... And I'm like, not really, but I maybe I should... I don't know, but... Right. Well, not tempting fate, but there there is a, a... Like, you know, you could... Because you come from that, you could really do that. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's, like, it's a horrendous lie. Well, it's something that, like... When we started doing it, yeah. I used to do. Now, it, it, I feel like a little silly talking to you about when I used to do stand up more because I feel like you're such a stand up and I'm done like two shows. Anyway, That's right. You got out. You're lucky. B- but look, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, you found a way. But but, um, but I used to do it about the fact that like when I was a sick teenager, because I was diagnosed when I was 15. I used to like use it for all kinds of things. Like yeah. I would come into school late all the time and like, you know, our our attendance woman was really strict and she would just give me a complete pass and she was like, take care of yourself. And I would be late because I was like watching TV. I was like doing normal yeah, yeah, teenage yeah. things, but yeah. she just, you know, and then like I, I told someone I couldn't go to like the homecoming dance with them because yeah. I had to get chemo that weekend. <laughs> and then like, I just like you and my dad like almost got a speeding ticket once yeah. and then he just said he was thinking about his daughter. Like we all used, you know what I mean? So I feel like that was such a like perk of it. And yeah. of course it's like, you know, there were also very difficult moments of it, but it's like, I got so much out of it in, in a positive way that it was like there Working was Working people's feelings. <laughs> yeah. But I truly think that like, if someone is going through a traumatic time, they've earned that. You know what I mean? And it's like, I think like you, you get to like use it for as much as you can kind of. And then, and then I think this character is like misses that and is like, I want that stuff back. Like, you well, yeah, know you mean? established that pretty well. I, I thought in you know with the kid version of you, right, who, right, right. Like even the nurses don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're just working everybody. Yeah. Because of the cancer. Yeah. So you got it when you were 15. Yeah, I was 15. I was diagnosed over like spring break of ninth. What grade. were the symptoms? I kept getting this like sh- this like headache in one side of my head like by my left eye yeah and i was like just had sort of like cold and flu symptoms but they weren't going away oh. and so at first they thought it was like an eye infection huh. and then i it just i took like prednisone steroids you know and, yeah. and it went away and then it came back and they and that's then that's always they the first course it. these days what's with the steroids all of a sudden? i know i don't remember them growing up but now like you know like, let's try steroids on that yeah because like, they think everything's inflammation when i was when i first moved here i didn't have like a like a doctor like yeah. a general doctor and i would go to urgent care if i was sick and they would just always give you steroids i know it's the weirdest thing i don't remember that ever I being know. the case it's uh, I, have, they're very anti-inflammatory I guess. well that's the thing yeah. everything's inflammation they decided like five <laughs> yeah. or ten years ago it's like that's probably inflammation yeah you, you got to eat this so you don't have inflammation yeah. of what yeah everything's inflamed yeah everything's inflamed okay so they give you steroids they don't yeah. work they yeah. work for a minute and yeah. then and then what happens? And then they and then it came back and then they figured out And I, you're fifteen. And I'm fifteen. I know. And and they figured it out and it was leukemia and then I missed the rest of ninth grade and then I um I was treated for like ten months with like very intense chemo. They figured it out. You're telling me that they they kind of got childhood leukemia. So they out. kind of have it figured out. I mean, yeah. it's like it's a compared to other cancers, it's a pretty high cure rate. Especially what I had, which is ALL, which is like the more common kind mm. of leukemia. But they, but it's one of the first ones that they learned how to sort of cure. But they would give kids chemo for like two or three months, yeah. and then it would come back. Huh. So they do this thing now where they treat you intensely for. Like ten months to a year, and then and then you do like two years of maintenance chemo, where you basically like, 
you basically like take chemo pills and right. and all the and yeah. do all this like stuff that's like less intense. So you missed school the whole so year. So I missed I missed the fourth quarter of ninth grade, and then I went back to school in tenth grade. But I missed something like forty days or something. Like I oh. kept having to miss. Well, what were you terrified? You know, I'm I'm pretty optimistic. I really what I really was like. I really felt like I would get through it. I was more sort of worried for my family. Like mm-hmm. I was, I remember right after I was diagnosed, this is going to make me cry. I felt so scared for my brother to have to like go into school and like interact with people. Why? Just because they were going to be asking him about it. Yeah. Whereas like I'm the one who gets right now. It sounds so insane. you felt like you'd be a burden on him? Yeah. I just didn't want him to have to deal with it. And did he? Yeah, and he said he would come home from school, and he'd be like, "So," and then it turned very quickly into this thing of like me being like, "Jonah, who asked about me today in school?" And he'd be like, "So and so asked Is about he you." Than so you? he's two years older. Older. Yeah, and and I was in so I was in ninth grade, and he was in eleventh grade when this happened. So it quickly turned into me just getting a report from him of like who asked about me. <laughs> Why do you want to know? Because you because uh, here's the other thing that I think is like a, a bit of like something that we address on my show is like. I also always loved attention. So like, <laughs> which is probably why I do what I do. Yeah. But it's like, I, there, something, there was something fun about being like, the, the victim attention. of cancer. Yeah, the attention yeah. of yeah. it. Like I was like, I guess I'm inspiring everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, so this is your optimism. You know, it's all about me now. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. That's- yeah. It was sort of like, I mean, it was obviously very difficult, but like the things that I remember are yeah. those things, Yeah, you know? Right. How did the other kids treat you when you did go back to school? Everyone was so nice to me. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I was always someone who was sort of like friends with everybody. Yeah. And I was very open about, you know, like I was like, I mean, people were so nice to me. And yeah. and I, I truly, it's funny because I at my 10 year high school reunion, I remember this one woman told my friend, like she there was someone who she was like worried about seeing yeah. because she was like, he used to bully me so badly and whatever. And I was like, Oh my God, he was a bully. Like I, like nobody bullied me yeah. because everyone was like, I got to leave her alone. She, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, and then I was like prom queen and stuff like everybody. It's like, if you don't vote for me, yeah. you're kind, what kind of, of a monster. Yeah. yeah but you're not going to vote for cancer. But, girl. but I also, the thing that I think sort of also was really like, influenced me was that like my dad was always joking about it and so we would always just like joke about it in my house and i would joke about it with my friends and it put them at ease i think like what kind of jokes like you know like like this is a bad joke but it's the one that i always remember is that i'd say to my friends like you guys think you're so cool because your hair is real because i was always wearing like a wig yeah and like you know look you're a stand-up it doesn't feel like this is like the highest level joke but it was like the joking made everybody put everybody at ease and I kind of think that's why I went into comedy because it was like it was like the it was like this language not to be like whatever but it was like this language that like made everyone feel like okay right we're like it's fine yeah it's I, okay I think that's true I think that like you know part of our our jobs as comedy well comedic actors or comedic people or comics is to frame things that are that are terrifying or menacing yeah. in a way that makes them palatable yeah or, or at least you know you gives you some control over it i mean i think that's why yeah like i like i never forget harry shearer said to me years ago that the reason people do comedy is so they can try to control why people laugh at them 
Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, like, but there is something to the fact that it's a it's a skill set that enables you to present things to people that could be anything and can be yeah. truly horrible. Yeah. In a way that they can process. Yeah. And totally. laugh even. Totally. That's the whole agenda of it. And I think there's also something when someone gets sick, you sort of, I think it can be scary for people and you think they're like a different person now, but they're like terrifying. Yeah. They're like the same person. So I think it was like a way to remind my friends that like I was still the same person. Right. Well, they feel, I don't know. It it sort of ruptures uh, the, the social patterns and expectations yeah. because you don't really know what to do it's scary and it immediately implies the poss- it, the impossibility that you could die yeah yeah the other person that's true it's yeah it's like you know as soon as especially if something's tragic yeah you know all of a sudden everyone's sort of like well death is here yeah and and uh and th- a lot of it's selfish they're freaking out right right you know? right right but i guess that it's interesting to, that you are the same person but uh, but people all of a sudden really don't know. Yeah, it's like a reminder. It's like to it's like a way to show people like I'm still the same. And what do you? So you lost your hair pretty quick. I lost my hair pretty quickly, and I got a wig that was like it was really funny because my you know obviously my hair is curly, and I got a wig that was straight, and yeah. I was always straightening my hair before that. Yeah. Like this is I guess I was really optimistic. I mean I was just like now I don't have to straighten my hair. <laughs> you know, like I was just like, and it was so funny because like. Especially like the boys, like all thought it was my. They were like, she didn't lose her hair. Like you know, yeah, boys are so dumb. dumb. Yeah. But um, but yeah, <laughs> she like she didn't really have cancer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, I got this wig, and I also like I went through high school like it was. I I lost all this weight because I was sick, but I I wasn't like um skeleton thin. But I also was like got to be a teenager who didn't have to worry about her weight. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So these are all the perks. There are some perks. <laughs> And that's how I think I frame. I think I truly do think because I was framing it that way in my mind. Um, again, loved being skinny. It like it was like I. Uh, it helped me get through it because it was like, you know, I'm yeah. going through this thing, but I have all these. But you were you were self centered and funny before the cancer, right? I think so. I think so. Or at least I loved attention. Yeah. Right. Loved attention. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Self-centered, self-centered, loved attention. You know. Yeah. What a, no, it's, I mean, it's all maybe semantics. it's different. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How'd you do on your bat mitzvah? Did you kill it? We went to Israel. Oh, my I, God. We went, I got bat mitzvah on Masada. A reform? No. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. What I know. the fuck is that? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, so the you guys thing that were was, pretty Jewy for reformed well, Jews. Well, the, here's the thing is that- It's a package deal? Well, you go with other kids, oh. and then you get to split up a Torah portion. So oh. my Torah portion that I had to learn was so short. What was it, like three lines? Yeah, it was like pretty short. I mean, it was like- How many other people were getting bar mitzvah? Probably seven of There's us. seven of you from Well, this- one kid got the English part. Like got to read like the whatever is in English. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what that is, but the rest of us, you know, memorize sounds and sure. did great. Yeah, we. I was just singing the uh, the uh, haftorah, the uh, the pre haftorah, the setup. You know, uh, yeah. Yeah, like I just doing it with Adam Ray the other day. Uh, well, you guys had a very Jewish. It was pretty. Yeah, it was it, it was Jew centric. It's okay. been a while since I did the uh, Jew centric. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome yeah. back. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. I don't. 
sometimes I come, I'm concerned about the uh, the 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 Jews running away from the comedic arts. I mean, right. It feels like he all used to be Jewish. And yeah. I'm not complaining, but you know, it used to be you'd be on a bill. Like sometimes I'm the only Jew on an evening of comedy. I'm like, what's happened? <laughs> where when, where have all the Jews gone? Yeah. Yeah. When, when I got on SNL, it was like it was like me and Andy Samberg were the only Jews, and I was like, what's well, how was it? Did SNL? But SNL, like, if you think back on it, who was Jewish in the original cast aside from Lorraine? That's a good point. Uh, well, Franken's Jew. I mean, the writers were probably a little yeah. more. You know, yeah. there's some Jews around. Yeah. But there was this idea, I guess, back in the. I I actually have a theory that um, once antidepressants took hold of culture, it was harder for Jews to become comics because who would tolerate all the complaining? It's like, well, maybe you should just. <laughs> Take some medicine. Like, right. I always used to think about that with Richard Lewis. I'm like, you know, when I see him now, and I love him, I'm like, nothing's gotten better? Yeah. I mean, it's been 50 years. Nothing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I guess it's, I don't know why that is, but uh, but yeah, I miss the Jews. But then you got Kroll and you got people that are yeah. oh, holding, they're doing, doing enough great. work for doing two great. or three Jews. Yeah, he's yeah. doing, he's doing, he's, <laughs> he's carrying at least three. Three Jews worth of that comedy, Nick Kroll is. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, so the cancer's going on. So that's why, well, then you got you got confirmed and you're cancery then. I got confirmed. I had, with the cancer. I was, I think I was almost done with treatment then and I had very short hair. And I remember my brother told yeah. me like, like when I was like getting confirmed, he said that like a woman in the audience was like, she's got very short hair. That's very um, daring for like a teenager. That's very fashion rare. Forward. That's very fashion for yeah. Like in a, a daring in a positive way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird that I remember my brother telling me about that. Yeah, I just thought about it. it. You just yeah. thought about it. Yeah. Well, you were cutting edge. Yeah, it was cutting edge. Yeah. It also like it also like it did. I think kind of by that point look like it was a choice, which was really nice for me. Yeah. Yeah. You you were able to uh, appear kind of like um, you know artsy and yeah. I, like actually, do you know the Coventry area in Cleveland? Do you? know that area it's sort of like um i know two blocks of cleveland okay coventry is sort of like it's sort of like a hippie area that was like i'm making this up but i think it was like very big in the 60s Mm -hmm. and 70s and like they have all these like they have like smoke shop like it's, it's just sort of like very hippie and i remember going there like with my friends when my hair was short and just being like let's go in this in this like just talking to the person at yeah. like the weed store yeah, or yeah, whatever and yeah. just being like yeah like what kind of like bowls do you have yeah. even though like i never <laughs> smoked weed but i was just like i have short hair and i yeah. look like i've it's like, Wasn't it like kind it's of punk rock yeah like people thought that i was cooler than i yeah, was because right. my hair was short and i felt like i could and because my brother was always in these punk bands and stuff yeah. like i would go to his shows and just be like i guess i'm just like someone who listens to punk <laughs> You just have to wear a T-shirt that yeah. implies yeah. you're part of it. Yeah. And uh, really, so he's a punk rock guy. I, I kind of saw that when I was looking around. Yeah. But he's like a big punk rock guy, right? He was in a. He was in this band most recently. His his most recent band, this band UN. Yeah. With, um, Jeff Rickley was a singer who was yeah. in in um, Thursday. I don't know if you know those band, but yeah, he was really into that I stuff. I think the, my the generation of punk people I know is older. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. He's like a new punk. But all punk, I feel like all punk people know each other in sure. some way. Yeah. It's like connected like the comedy world. I, that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. Because it's pretty specific. Yeah. You, you know, and they all come from kind of the same place. Yeah. 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 Like whenever I... I don't would, know all the comics anymore. It's thousands. Oh, I, do, doesn't it make you feel old too? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I am old. When I'm 58. <laughs> 
I don't know who the fuck is doing anything anymore. I know. And, I, and I used to think I was so on top of it, but I'm reading about this British comic, and I'm like, I don't know who that guy yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know who anybody is. And he's got like three Netflix specials. I'm like, well, should I have watched it? Yeah, yeah, you should have. Maybe. No, you don't. It's okay. Sometimes I How watch- How could you keep up? You can't keep up, but sometimes I'll watch comedy specials. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm game to laugh. Yeah. I'm not, I laugh more now as I'm older. That's great. That's yeah. so nice. Yeah, I don't know when it happened. I guess I, I got less defensive. I didn't see every every funny thing as a threat. You yeah. Know, like, well, you think that's funnier than me? Is that funnier than me? Maybe it's funnier than me. Why can't I be that funny? Yeah, yeah. That's how I used to laugh. That's such a common thing with comedians. That's how it sounded when so... I laughed. Oh, man. Shit, I should have thought of that. So when do, when, does, uh, when do you start realizing that you're like a funny person? Well, or as you've, a profession. you've asked a question that anyone who knows me who's going to listen to this is going to know exactly what I'm going to well, say. I'm sorry say, I didn't is, do enough research. No. Yeah. Please, please, please. <laughs> I was in an all-female sketch comedy and musical parody troupe called Bloomers in yeah. college. In college. Where did you go to college? UPenn. So wait, tell me first before like, yeah. we leave this area. Yeah. Is that the good pen? UPenn? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's never been asked of me that way, but you know, like people who went there are so crazy about that. They're like, if you think it's Penn State, you better take a hike. <laughs> no, the smart pen. It's the smart one. You pen, right? Right, right, right. Uh, how does the cancer cure, like how does that land? So, uh, so I was, tre- so then I, I finished all of my treatment by yeah. the end of all my maintenance and everything by the by the summer before my senior year. Of so high are they school. testing you all along, or is it sort of like you know you finished a treatment? And they're like, well, let's see if we did it. Oh, so here's so you so you get treated for like ten months intensely. Like I was in tech. Like remission is like when it's under. I'm sorry to give you all this medical, but. Remission is when it's under 5% leukemia blast in yeah, your blood because yeah. it's cancer of the blood. And so I was there after like week two, but they keep treating you so it doesn't come back. That was the thing. Right, it's like, right, so, it doesn't, right. so I had like intense chemo for 10 months. And then for two years after that, I had like this maintenance chemo where I would take these pills and I'd go in yeah. once every three months right, and stuff. Right. And, and that and, and during that time, like your hair grows back and you sort of like things right. are a lot more normal. Right. And then... And then did this, you just hear that? Yeah, I did. It was. Okay. I don't think that was me. No, it was me. It was in our earphones, and oh. I don't know how to stop it. That's okay. It won't make me. I just like I used. It doesn't matter. So yeah. So okay. Yeah. So you're taking the pills. So yeah. So taking the pills, yeah. and then, and it, things were more normal. And then the summer before my senior year is when I stopped. It was when I finished my treatment completely, and then I had like an end of chemo party that summer. Okay, and yeah. th- and then your blood's com- completely clean. Yeah, your blood's clean, and uh, it actually it was always in my bone marrow. It never made it out to my blood when I was diagnosed. It, oh. it was still in my bone marrow, which I guess huh. I guess like so technically they caught it early, but it's like once it's in your bone marrow, it's kind of like everywhere. Yeah. Like that's how blood, you know. Right. But um, but everything was clean. Yeah. And wow. yeah, and, and that so, was it. Yeah, and that was it. And then like they no have more special me going, treatment for you. Yeah, no more special treatment for me. I kind of extended it through senior year, but uh, once you I did, went to with, college, with the cure, with this sort of like, oh, I'm, I'm good. It's like, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was interesting <laughs> because I yeah. Then I went to college and nobody knew about it, and I was like, okay, oh, starting whatever. from scratch. Yeah, it's all yeah. based on you now. You gotta, yeah, yeah. You got to you got to succeed with your own personality. <laughs> exactly. How, but did you kind of do it? It's like, well, I had cancer. When I no, was I really did. I really didn't. And you know what's interesting is because I, I mean, I'm sure I told people about it all the time. Actually, I don't know why I said no. <laughs> 
But what was interesting was I think when I was in high school, people yeah. sort of knew me as being really nice. Uh-huh. Like that was kind of my thing. Yeah. And then when I went to college, because I was in Bloomers right. and stuff, people more knew me for being funny. Well, what did you go to college for? Did you know? What a great question. No, yeah, I, I went for communications. That, that's that vague, weird, like non-committal. Especially at my school, it was like communicating in spaces and yeah communicating in spaces that was one of the classes i took was like space and communication wait what does that mean i know it's it was real my brother went to ithaca college and he and he did communications and they learned like a lot of hands-on stuff like what broadcasting yeah and like all that kind of stuff Uh whereas like communications at penn was more like how do we, you know, although there How do were we some, integrate the many some, voices of yeah, diversity yeah. when you're on a, uh, yeah. Yeah. Although there were some stuff about, there were classes about children's media and stuff that I really, I really like. So that's what you get with Ivy League is that, you know, you get <laughs> yeah, all these yeah, thinky like, things. Yeah. Like the regular college yeah. is like, here's a camera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was very thinky. It was very, very thinky. Yeah. Yeah. So did that start to wear on you? Well, I, I mean... I don't know. I don't even remember. I, I was so yeah. into my comedy group. Okay, that so I was, you, you did that freshman year you got into the comedy Got group? in freshman year. You auditioned. Audition. It's a pre-existing improv group yeah. at UPenn. It's a sketch comedy and musical parody, Mark. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Not even improv. <laughs> Not sketch, even improv. You're writing and singing. We're writing and singing. And it's been there for years. And you know- Is it old? Is it still there? The bloomers? It's still there. Right, sure. And uh, it's been there for years. Uh-huh. And I also auditioned. I went to the freshman performing arts night where they were like, all these groups acted like they needed new people. Mm-hmm. So I also auditioned for that along with two acapella groups and a hip hop dance group. What do you do for your audition? I was, well, with those, you ha- like, I, I, for my acapella groups, I sit. Oh, the, you went with an acapella I group. went, no, 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 sorry. I auditioned for these oh, for, really oh, kind of okay. like famous acapella groups okay. that I thought genuinely right. needed people. Right. And I auditioned with like, give my regards to Broadway because I uh-huh. hadn't. <laughs> yeah. And everyone, I didn't get in. And then the hip hop dance group, I was like, again, I was like, if they need people, I'll audition. Like, it sounds like they need. And then like, they t- there were so many people there and they taught us this dance and I, was like, how is everyone remembering this dance? And that's because <laughs> that's dancer. what dancers do. <laughs> it was like, a, but then the comedy group, it was like, oh, here's where I belong. It's uh, a little bit of a, like a goldie. But, but man, t- those other two auditions, I would like to see those. I, they would be so funny. <laughs> I remember. They should have been all you did in the comedy group. There's this group called Off the Beat that like was like uh, such a big deal uh-huh. on campus. And I remember going to audition and I was like, okay, I'm going to do Give My Regards to Broadway. And this girl that I knew was, she was like, I'm going to audition with like a prayer. And I was yeah. like, okay, that's weird. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> and I remember signing the sheet and being like, oh, that's weird. There's a hundred people on this sheet to audition. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was just like, I'm sure they were like, what the was, fuck? Did, didn't your, com- your confidence diminish by the time you got out there? Or you really thought that you just gave it your all? I just gave it my all. Really? And I do think- No fear? I think I put myself in this position where I was like, I hadn't auditioned for anything since middle school theater. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, just, I was, I, I felt like good about like, just like, you know, like making myself do this scary thing. Yeah. 
But it was like, I'm sure they thought it was so funny. Uh, like they were probably like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> I have just, I've, I'm such, I have such a paralyzing fear of being embarrassed. It's, I, I mean, that's and, surprising because of comedy, it's like. I know. It's why I do it. It's yeah. really this lifelong goal to overcome yeah. the fear of embarrassment. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. But it wavers. Yeah. Even like yesterday, I did a band practicing. I'm playing some music and it's a fairly new thing for me to do it publicly. And I recorded it. And I watched it, and I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> this is terrible. I know. It's... And then, like, I watched it again. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it was great. I don't know if it's great, but it's okay. But yeah, all right. So you're doing the bloomers, and I'm that's doing it. bloomers, and you realize this is it. And I was like, this is what I should do because mm. I love doing it so much. I and you guys were writing comedy. original material and stuff. Yeah, we were writing original material, original sketches and song parodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like. It, it was like I finally felt like I was like good at something. Not that like I was very good at studying. Yeah. I was good at school. Yeah. But I just like all my friends growing up were like athletes and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I'll never know what that's like to be yeah. like good at a sport. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is something that like I really feel like I get it. Yeah. 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 And I just like loved it. And yeah. I, it actually made me feel like I didn't have to worry as much about like my grades and stuff. Oh, you, oh you, you're really hanging your life Yeah, on, I mean, yeah. my grades were still, like, good. Like, I was still, you know, but I... But you but, just knew this was But I was just future? like, yeah. I was huh. like, I have to just do this. And you did it all through college. Yeah, I did it all through college. And you graduated college. And I graduated college, and then I moved to Chicago. Yeah. Because I did some internships in New York. Like, I interned at Conan. Really? How old when you? I was probably, like, 20 or something. After college? During college. Oh, was I Like on over ever? the summer. You might have been. It was the summer of 2000. Oh, it was just a summer thing. Yeah, so, summer th- thing. Oh, so only a few months. Yeah, just a couple months. Mm. And and the, it just felt like a lot of people were like getting their starts in Chicago. But you, So you were standing in that hallway at Conan at oh. NBC where like, you know, like there's the hallway next to the studio where all the dressings were. Oh, it just yeah, always yeah. seemed to be a very crowded hallway. Well, almost never got to go to that hallway. Almost always had to be up in the offices. Oh. Those like heavily, so heavily carpeted set. offices. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but got to go to the set once in a while, but very rarely. Got to be in one sketch. You did? Yeah. That was your big, the big bonus? And I emailed like everybody. I was in this like senior society at college and I emailed like everybody about it. Or it was like a junior senior thing. Like I was like, I'm going to be on Conan. Like, yeah. and then like they didn't air it. And then like I was like, oh, it's going to come out tomorrow. To like, a, like I emailed like 70 yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't in it. And then like they it like aired randomly like a week later. And I was like, well, if you guys saw it last night, <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's those weird lessons you learn in show business. Yeah, like, I was oh, like, I got why out. did I tell everybody? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen you know, it's funny. I've seen back in the day when the road comics were around more. There were guys that were just would use a, a movie credit, it, it, even if they had one line forever, yeah. for yeah. years. And people would be like, what were you in that movie? You remember this guy? Hey, look out. That was me. I'm one of those people. I'm you know, almost famous. I'm the Lock the Gates guy. But um, I don't use it as credit. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Well, now you have a lot of credit. I have a few credits. Yeah. 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 But still people now. And we're in a of, movie together, I think. I yeah. think we're Are the both... DC Super Pets? Yeah. I know. We didn't get to work. That's what, yeah. at all. I'm Lex Luthor. 
What are you? I know. I'm PB Pig. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When does that come? I don't when it, when it's animation, I have no sense of how big a movie is. But like I just saw like, yeah, I'll go. It's nearby. I got to drive <laughs> yeah. to Burbank. Yeah. I go and then it's like there's going to be this huge DC yeah, movie. Yeah, it's so fun. It'll yeah. be end of July, I think. I'm I'm a, I'm another animated one that's opening this month. Really? Yeah, Bad Guys. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm the snake. You're the snake. It's me and Sam Rockwell and oh, that's Craig so great. Robinson. Oh, how fun. Yeah, I mean, but it's weird with animation because you have no sense of anything. It's so um, it's so crazy because it's like, um, I don't know if you've done any, well, I shouldn't, but any of the press for that, for the movie, but there was like, I, I was doing some press for it and they were like asking like, who in the cast is most likely to like do this, this, and this? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is in it? <laughs> I know. I was like, we, I, I think just, The Rock is in it. He is. He is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I have no idea how it's going to all come together. They haven't asked me to do any press. Maybe oh. I'm not in it anymore. No, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. I think it's going to be great. I think we're going to be great. But I think the major press push hasn't happened yet, probably. No. No, no because it doesn't come out for- Until July. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll so, see. <laughs> so you enter, you move to Chicago? Moved to Chicago to after college. Thing? Yeah. Do something like that? Yeah. I the, did IO and I took classes at Second City. You and did? I, the Annoyance. Yeah. The Annoyance. Who was in it when you were there? Who Anyone was, we know? Who at was the in Annoyance Theater? At the Annoyance? Or IO? Who are the Well, like, you know, I'm, I, that's how I became friends with A.D. Bryant. She uh, and I are very close. Uh, she, how's she doing? She's doing great. Yeah. She's so funny. Yeah. You guys are funny. She's a good friend of mine. And when she got on SNL, we were, I had been there for two years and she was one of one of my really good friends even before she got on so she was, was in ao with you she, got, she was she we did stuff at the annoyance I. O. mostly together improv olympic oh at annoyance yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and they, were there other people that we know um from so, chicago it's just so weird there's hundreds of like yeah you're working you're there's like 20 30 people around yeah and, and then it's sort of like well you know this one person like what are those other people doing? yeah 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 i don't know yeah, I mean, eighties the big. I mean, she she and I like she. Yeah, that yeah. was it. Was the most fun thing in the world when she got on SNL. So what you? So you did the classes and you did the. I did how the long classes. I was there for six years. Oh my god! So that was it. So that was your life. Yeah. You were working jobs. Well, I and- did. Yeah, I worked at an. I worked at a production company and then I worked at an ad agency. Like I worked at like a real, you know, Chicago's yeah. a big like ad town. Yeah. <laughs> and I worked at like a real ad agency for like a year and a half. Doing I was, what? I was in the traffic department. So yeah. I was like the liaison between the account and creative team. So sort of like a therapist for the account and creative people. And like, was there a lot of weird for people losing it? Yeah. Oh yeah. It w- Well, it was just sort of like the, the account people thought the creative people were never doing their jobs and the creative people thought the account people were never doing their jobs. And it was sort of like mediating a little bit. And so the then, account people sold the, 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 the account, business yeah. to, to uh, they, like, we got this account. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's the, whatever the, your dad shrink wrap business. They, yeah. So you guys get, get us some stuff. <laughs> they did and more of the business side of things. Yeah. And the and creatives the, came up with the. We're sitting around shrink wrapping their yeah, hands yeah, going, exactly. hey, <laughs> what happened? In a shrink wrap way. That's exactly how it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it took a while to get the right thing. But the account yeah. people are always sort of like, "What's with these fucking artists?" Yeah, yeah. But it was it was it was interesting because it was like I was such a I was like such an 
an achiever hmm. but it was like I was so weird because I knew I wanted to do comedy and I was doing that on at night and on the weekends and I was like so had no ambitions to like move up at this ad agency where right. it's like everybody else at an ad agency is like you know they're they're switching to other ad agencies to get a bigger title and they're yeah. switching back and they're like it's all like a game and I was yeah. just like I don't know yeah you I don't like I don't fun. understand any of that it's all for me it's all like fuck that guy's funnier than me it all comes <laughs> back to that he knows how to do it how they figure it out. Yeah. I had no idea what show business was until like you know, three years ago. But um, <laughs> I didn't know you had to you know, plan and stuff. So you're just there doing that. So I'm the there. Work. Yeah, yeah. And I was, and I was, um, and then Second City hired me. This was a big thing that 80 and a bunch of people have done. Second City hired me to work on a Norwegian cruise ship. To perform oh, it's like on a some cruise Some version ship. of the touring company. Yes, exactly. It's like a it's like a four month thing that you do, and you do like a show every. It, so I worked on this cruise ship for four months. Did you get nauseous? No, I actually was fine. Huh. It was really fun, and that was when I stopped working like nine to five jobs. What did you see? Like, in, were you? Yeah, we went to Miami to the Caribbean. We did these one week. Oh, so it's just so you weren't you had nothing to do with going to Norway and stuff. Norway. No, then we did. Then we did. No um, Scandinavia, New York to Bermuda. There, some people did like European ones. Those ones to the Caribbean are just like the. It's just that's what everyone they does. Weren't. The Bermuda one was, I thought, I way went better. On one man, I went on one with my grandmother. They're so stressful, aren't well, they? Well, yeah, but they're just sort of like, all right, everyone get off and go. Well, that's the thing that's stressful is like you got to see everything in one day. Or you, if that, yeah, like yeah. most people just go where they're told. Yeah, and they, there's like you, you within a hundred feet of the boat, there's people selling things. Yeah. Well, we learned that a lot of. Uh, older people go like elderly yeah. people because they just stay on the boat the whole time and have like a great time and actually a lot of so many eating so, like the uh, bell so much rings eating and, so. yeah the food was yeah and but the, the a lot of older people actually i think like die on those boats they die on the boat <laughs> like they kind of go there and they just had did someone die in the boat when you were there? i think maybe one <laughs> Like, but it's like a great. It's like they're. Do they just throw them over? Well, there's a morgue on the boat. Oh, yeah. I know. There's also a jail. Oh uh, yeah, I kind of knew that. Yeah. I guess I assumed that it's like a little city. Yeah, it's like yeah. a guy. Yeah, it's a police force. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A mayor. Yeah. <laughs> it's its own little town. Yeah. Uh, all right. Maritime so, law. Yeah. Yeah. So you did. So that was fun. You did one I show. I did that. I and, did. We uh, did like, it was so easy. Like we, there was also like, I learned like more recently people were going on those boats and having to do like shows every night, like yeah. stuff during the day. We had to do like one, we had to do like two shows a week, one sketch show, one improv show, maybe two improv shows. And that yeah. was it. Wow. And that was it? Was it was really easy. It was yeah. fun. And then, but you just, then you, but you're, you're on a boat and you're, you're with the audience. Yeah, but we sh- got but we got to go on the islands and stuff. Yeah, sure, and- but then, but what about the people that are so like, oh, there she is from the well, show. Well, here was the greatest thing was that we started the cruises on Sunday and we didn't have a show until Thursday night. That was okay. our first show. So we went around you kind of anonymously the whole yeah. And then all of a sudden old people so- were like, You remind me of my daughter. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think we had it the best of any of those performers. Ships because we oh, of the performers for sure, but yeah. also we got we had like we had like dual citizenship, so we were like considered crew, so we could go to the crew bar, but we also were considered guests, so we could go on, we could at the same time as the guests go onto the islands and stuff. Uh-huh. We didn't have to wait for them. It was for for okay. the crew, the other yeah. crew had to like yeah. wait yeah. and like do work. Yeah, but you can mingle. Yeah. And eat both places. Yeah, eat both places. 
So, so is that where uh, is that where you auditioned for SNL on the boat? So not on the boat, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> there but, wasn't. But, a... but this was a big shift for you because you were working for a living in a way. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. was like how I was making my yeah. living, and then I came back and I was probably in Chicago for maybe another year. I started like doing more commercials and stuff like that. Oh like, yeah, booking for what? More of that stuff. Oh, so earnest. Okay, commercials? I was in a commercial for. Yeah. What was it for? I don't know. Blue Shield of uh, yeah. California or something. Did you talk? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like a... Uh, did you say I had cancer? No, no, I didn't need to at that point. <laughs> I didn't need to bring it back yet, yeah. but... I just thought um, they were asking you to do some you know, real work. You yeah. Know. Bring, bring yourself to it. Yeah, but then SNL came to... Chicago? Chicago. They would come every summer. And I like got really. The whole town got lit up, right? They're like, they're coming. Well, people were, re- especially in that world, like yeah. in the comedy right, world. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I had taken like a workshop a year before they came to like, right when I, to like work on characters and impressions for us. Like, they have one? Where? At, at Second City? It was this director. Oh. No, it was just like the separate thing that he would do out of this casting. Um, I'm blanking on his name. I wish I could tell you. Specifically name, in Chicago to prepare for SNL. Well, auditions. it was like to do characters and to like work on your characters and impressions and yeah. stuff. And it was like this thing that not very many people. Ha- I think I was in like the second group of people taking this class. Yeah. And you basically did characters and impressions in front of this class. Yeah. Two weeks later, you'd come in and he'd put you on tape doing like your new set of characters okay. and impressions, given yeah. the classes notes or whatever. So I did that and I sent, I had, I gave the tape to like a bunch of different theaters and yeah. my agents at the time in Chicago and stuff and nobody really did anything with it. And yeah. then a year later, Sharna at IO yeah. let us audition for her to be in the showcase. Yeah. And I basically watched my tape that I had given her a year before. Yeah. And I just did it for her, and I got into the showcase. Wow! And then, um, who and came then, from who, SNL? Well, it's it's funny because it was like Lorne and Seth and a bunch of writers. And the first night that we were supposed to do it, it ran long, and so I didn't get to go. And I was like, "Oh my god!" What does and that mean? That, oh, meaning, you were waiting. I didn't get to audition. Oh, and then cool. she's, and then we found out they were coming back the next night. Mm. And so I did it the second night, and. Uh, and Seth wasn't there anymore, but it was like a lot of the writers and Lauren yeah. were still there. And um, and then they, and then I found out. Then they flew me to New York like two weeks later. Yeah, to do that weird laughless audition. Yeah, in yeah, front yeah, of the yeah. camera. Yeah. And what? Which characters that you did then lasted? I did a version of the bar mitzvah boy named Austin who yeah. loves um, crystals and yeah. stuff, yeah. and and rocks. Uh-huh. Who like collects rocks. And I did, um, I did Miley Cyrus, uh-huh. and I did uh, my poetry teacher, yeah. who says like uh, a lot. And um, <laughs> I think those are the main ones that like made it yeah. onto the show. That's pretty good. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Were there how many did you do? I think like six, and oh. I kept it to five minutes. You know, most people don't. They tell you to do five minutes, and I really did keep it to five minutes because I'm a rule follower. Yeah. And um, it was interesting when we were talking earlier about. How when I was sick, I like yeah. I was like really focused on the perks of it. Yeah. When I was auditioning for SNL, I was so excited to be there that I got myself into this headspace where I was just like listening to music, just like excited to be there. And I remember they come in and have you sign a contract yeah. like before. And I remember the guy coming in and being like, 
you're in a really different headspace than like most of the people auditioning. Because <laughs> he was like, he was like, I need you to sign this. And I was like, great. How are you? <laughs> you know, and he was like, and they made me, I was the second to last person to audition that yeah, day. So you, I was there for hours. But you weren't even thinking like, oh, who the fuck was I was this? just like, I'm so excited to be here. And it held? I'm able to frame that. I was 28. I was 28. And I was just like, this is cool. Like I get to be here and yeah. like do this. And, wow. and yeah. Yeah. And so you did the audition, then you had a meeting with Lauren? I did the audition, and I thought it went well, and then... Did you go back to Chicago? I went back to Chicago, and then they flew me back, like, two weeks later to meet with Lauren, and... How long did you wait for that? Probably two or three... Hours? Hours in his office, and it's where where I met Taryn Killam, who's now, like, such a good friend of mine. Yeah. And I remember people... Taryn, he was in the cast with me for six years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny guy, yeah. He's so funny, and he... he, I remember being, I still remember like, you know, his wife is Kobe Smulders and she was on How I Met Your Mother and people were like asking about his wife. And I remember being like, I guess what I'm saying is just that like something that was so interesting about SNL was like it brought you together with all these people from like such different, like I remember being like, Taryn is so Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And just being like, oh my God, I'm waiting with this Hollywood guy who knows what he's doing. I'm coming from the Midwest. I don't know anything. Right. You know? And then like we both waited there for like however many hours. I waited with uh, Tracy Morgan. Oh, really? Yeah. When uh, when I was auditioning and all I remembered is like how shiny and perfect his hair looked. Yeah. He just looked like that's ready. So, that's how I felt about Taryn. I was like, he's so, he's like, yeah. this guy's got a great personality. He's yeah. so at ease here. Like he's, he's done Hollywood. Like yeah. who, am, who am I? Yeah, yeah. I felt that way too. I'm just yeah. like, I'm, and, and I'm stoned. I'm like, why am I? <laughs> but, uh, but so did, did Lauren, what did he say? Did he ask you if you were comfortable with wigs? And you're like, I had cancer. <laughs> I, I know. I shockingly didn't bring that up in my meeting. I, I probably. I, th- I heard he brings wigs up all the time. Did he bring them up with you? Maybe I, just with uh, the what guys. I do remember is that uh, is that my first season, he said to one of the hair people, and they told me later that I look very good in wigs, okay. or that like my face really transforms in wigs. Oh, which I think it does. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No. It's brag. Good. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> Huge brag to, yeah. thing to know. Weird thing to know about yourself. But, no, it's good. Um, but he. Yeah, he said he was kind of explaining to me how the show works, and he asked me if I had any questions for him, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. I remember I kind of wanted to ask about Chris Farley because I've always been such a huge Chris Farley yeah. fan, and my family, all, we all are like huge Chris Farley yeah. people. But I was like, I don't know how to ask about him in a way. Like, yeah. what would I? It would be like, yeah. remember when Chris Farley did yeah. the Chris Farley show? Yeah. It would yeah. be like right. that, right. or I'd be like, yeah. so you work with Chris Farley? Like, yeah. Is that cool? Um, but anyway, so so uh, and then he said, "Well, we'll let you know within twenty four hours." Huh? And then twenty four hours later, of course, <laughs> I hadn't heard anything. Yeah. My parents stayed up for twenty four hours. Uh, they were like, "He didn't," you know. And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, you guys, based on how long we've been waiting for everything else, I was like, I don't, yeah. I don't think twenty four hours." Uh, I was like, I'm not that worried about it's it. It's just like such, you're such an on purpose yeah. mind fuck <laughs> know, that goes, know. you know, and everyone, almost everyone speaks so positively about it and they just sort of take it as sort of like, it is what it is. Like they fuck with your head from the second <laughs> you know, audition I know. for as long as you're there. Yeah. But it's like a great experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I found out a week later yeah. when they had said, you know, he had said 24 hours. Yeah. So 
it, you know. But yeah, it's a week. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's never. It, it's always a story that causes stress. Yeah, of course, of and, course. And insecurity and like, yeah. so, but you know, but everyone frames it as sort of like either just the way it is or some sort of great training for <laughs> yeah. what you're about to enter. Well, the thing is then you like, it's so funny because now when I'm working and they're like, you know, we're going to have to give you like a, you're going to have to take a penalty tomorrow and come in like, you know, we're not going to be able to give you your 12 hour turnaround. So you're going to have to oh, take a penalty. Right. Is that okay? I'm always like. Yeah, what, like, what is that? I don't even know what that you, is. Yeah, also, you're going to pay I'm, me for that? I'm still like, not sure what I'm it is. I'm used to like losing money. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they're like, we're going to go a little overtime and we're probably going to go into power. I'm like, I don't, yeah. yeah. That's something the crew cares about deeply. Yes, but I find yes. that when you're a performer, you're just sort of like, what does that mean? Yeah. I've been sitting around for six hours. Yeah, exactly. They're like, sorry <laughs> we, you had to wait. I'm like, that's, <laughs> really? That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you did that for a long time. Yeah, I was there for seven years. That's about right, right? Yeah, and then yeah. You, and then you left on your own volition? Yes, yeah. That's the best yeah, way. Yeah, it was nice. It was really and nice. And then you just started doing all the TV and stuff? Yeah, I mean, then I... Movies? Started working on the... Yeah, then I did this movie, Ibiza, right after that. Yeah. And I got to go, not to Ibiza, but to Serbia and Croatia. You and did then, a lot of movies, I guess, all through it, huh? Yeah, I did some movies through it. Yeah, Trainwreck was my first movie. Yeah, funny, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's when I met Amy, and I yeah. love her. And yeah, yeah, I was doing a lot of, while we were working on this show. I love that for you. I was, yeah. I was doing some bits, some little bits, some little episodic bits. What's yeah. going on with Tim Robinson? Oh, I mean, I knew him from Chicago, and then he What's got on he like? SNL. He's, you would love him. He's so. He's the best. Yeah. He's just so funny, so yeah. nice. Yeah, I, I just kind of learned about him like this year. And he's I'm like, and so, I'm just sort of yeah. kind of fascinated with the guy. He's great. I mean, he was in Second City Detroit when yeah. I was doing Second City Chicago. And yeah. then a bunch of those Detroit guys, him Sam and Richardson. Sam Richardson, yeah. moved to Chicago. And we were like, all of us doing Chicago comedy were like, oh, the people coming from Detroit are so much funnier than us. Really? Yeah, the Detroit people, I think because... Tim kind of explained it to me once. I'm probably misquoting him, but like, because they, I can't remember the places where they used to perform were so much less like cushy than where the Chicago yeah. people would perform. We come from a city of rubble. Yeah. We come from <laughs> yeah. an abandoned city. Yeah. That like, they really had to like be funnier to mm. like get laughs. And so That's I remember when he and Sam and stuff came, came to Chicago, it was just like, oh, there's no comparison. These guys are just like the funniest. Well, they just had to, yeah, right. Uh, that's interesting, yeah, to have to do shit gigs. Yeah. You, you had to transcend more. They were just like- You had to deliver the goods. Yeah, they yeah. were instantly, like, they were just so funny. Wow. It was just like, it was like, where yeah. did the, yeah. And then they got came to Chicago and immediately were, like, hired for stuff, because they were just the best. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Tim will talk to me at some point. I'm sure he would love to. I don't know if that's true. I don't know how much I of think, this he does. I think he- The talking- yeah, I think he would. I think he would. All right. I mean, I'm I'm bringing him up enough. He should know, but at this point, if he doesn't know, I hear that he's just like a nice guy, though, in real life. He's the nicest. Yeah. <laughs> he's so. Um, and you know, he he created that show. Uh, that show. Um, I think you should leave. I oh, know. That's where I saw you. With um, yeah. Oh, got it. With um, Zach Kanan, mm-hmm. who is like a Harvard Lampoon guy, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like. Uh, they're from totally different worlds and they came together at SNL mm-hmm. 
And that's one of the coolest things of working at SNL or probably right. any place like that, like where like it, I, that's what I always think. It just like brings people together yeah. from different. Yeah. Like I, I, how I met Hollywood Taron. And talented people and people that kind of uh, 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 relationships that last forever. Yeah. Both business and personal. Yeah, exactly. There's definitely a family to it. That yeah. It, it, there's benefits to it. I talked to uh, Anna Gasteyer uh, about, you know, being part of this. This It's a, it's almost like a, a, a club. Yeah, right. But, but you can always go back to. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. There's yeah. always a, a home for you in some respects, just not necessarily on the show. Yeah. Through the resources of the show. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. But I think I'm sure a lot of places are like, you know, it's just like anywhere where you're working those long hours Mm -hmm. and you just, yeah. Yeah. You just become. But a lot of times if it's just a a TV, a lot of times you go away from it and you're away. Right. And then you don't see those people like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember we were best friends for three months on that shoot? Yeah. Yeah. Remember we were almost married? That's why why whenever I do movies, I think it's really sad. It is sad. Because at the end you're like. Okay. I guess. I'll see yeah. you guys later. But yeah, you talk, but you know, after doing a certain number of them, you're not going to hang out with those people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. It's just not going to happen. Depends. I get, really? You making friends on movie sets? I'm making friends left and right. Mark. Wow. Just kidding. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk. I was on a show with like 15 women. I know. You're great. To, don't talk to any of them. Really? No, they, they text occasionally, but we're not pals. But then again, I have two friends. I'm not complaining. I don't know. It's exhausting to have more than that, I isn't it? it? I, I, I mean, no. You probably have a lot of friends because you have you. You don't uh, depend on them emotionally completely. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, how? Why? Uh, how? Did, now we t- discussed in the show a bit about your personal um, relationship with the character, with the cancer, but why this world? Why the world of yeah. um, shopping? Yeah, so I, lo- I really, when I was little, used to watch a lot of QVC. Like, I really was very into it, like, yeah. as a, when I was pretty young. Uh-huh. And um, I always kind of wanted to do something about it because I always think it's so interesting. It's still, there's, it's still, like, really popular. Yeah. And um, I always just really loved it. And so I was... I was wanting to write a show about it, and then um, my friend Jeremy Byler, who I used to write with at SNL, he was a writer at SNL, yeah. he, like, we had brunch one day, and I had been looking for, like, a writer to work on this with, and, and he was like, I, I like, was, like, I have always loved it, too, and I was, he had written, like, some kind of outline for a show about it, too, and so we were like, well, we should work on this together. And then the thing of it being about, m- m- like, being sort of, somewhat autobiographical came kind of later because we were like, what's like kind of the hook into this? And it's interesting because at other times in my life, I've tried to write stuff about when I was sick and stuff. Mm. And it didn't, it wasn't, that wasn't part of this idea initially. Then we were like, that would be a really interesting, it would be really interesting to, to kind of combine those two things. Well, it works for the hook. I mean, I, I don't, how many did you shoot? Eight. So like I don't know like because it, it's already pretty pressing, <laughs> yeah. You know, know by the know. end of the second episode or third, or however many I watch, where it's yeah. sort of like, how am I going to live with this lie? Yeah. But is that all eight? Mar- I mean, I'm not going to. I can't no tell spoilers. you. Okay, no yeah, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. I didn't. But, spoil, I didn't spoil it really. No, I don't think you did at all. No, I don't think you did setup. at all. No, they'll figure it out. Yeah. 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 They'll yeah. figure it. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, I got to watch the rest. What's it on again? It's going to be on Showtime. Right. Yes. 
Sometimes I get these screeners, I don't know where they're from. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's, there's so many places. I know. That's <laughs> there's a, a ton of places. It's crazy. Yeah. How, like, you know, no one's watching the same shit anymore unless something's on fire or someone gets slapped. Yeah, or it's... There's it's, a war. Barely, and that doesn't even bring people in anymore. Yeah, it's really hard to... Yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how, do you, how do you create the same juice? Yeah. Well, I that's... I hope, that the, I hope that this show is... is it's fun. It's the good. The juice of the... It's emotional. And uh, and it's odd. The, I like the weird things you do when you kind of t- you do things when you're talking. That's you know you say more words than you should or something. Yeah, there's it's, like ticks and things. That yeah, you decide on. I don't remember what the ones this character has. What does she do? There's a lot of them. It's almost <laughs> everything I say it doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh yeah, you just keep talking. Yeah, yeah. make little sounds. <laughs> And that's like a decision. How do you dis- How do you figure out those little quirks of characters? They just happen. Yeah, I think that there's there a lot of times there's they're sort of how I am anyway. Yeah, and so it's just kind of exaggerating that Accent. stuff. Exactly. This is about the time where knowing that your assistant's on the porch, where I'm like, I wonder if she has to go to the bathroom. I didn't give her bathroom instructions. I don't have to go to the bathroom. Oh, my assistant. Yeah, yeah. She might have to go. She to might have you to don't have to go? Bathroom. I mean, you guys are both carrying around. We're carrying around half huge gallon water jugs bottles. of water. <laughs> I know. She got me into these water bottles. Is it? What kind is it? It's got all the little- Venture Pal. Venture Pal? Yeah. But it's got on the other side of the measurements, it's got it to says, go, keep going. Yeah, good morning, hydrate yourself, remember your goal, keep chugging. Yeah. Do we That's, really need that much? No, I I don't need those statements, but the straw is the But thing. do you do you feel better that you're drinking that much yes. water every day? Really? I really think you should what get do- one. In fact, I will get one for you. Uh, I'll get one. Venture, I'm going to write it down. Venture boy. Venture, Venture pal. I like ordering things on Amazon. The only thing is you're going to have to pee all the time. I have to pee all the time anyway. Okay, great. I mean, usually at night though, because I'm an old man. But during the day, I'm, I'm, I manage my pee. But at night, I'm up. It's it's such a bummer, isn't it? Do you, get up, get, to, do you get up to When pee? I first started using this water bottle. You got to cut yourself off, right? Yeah. I, well, I was sometimes have two of them. That's a whole gallon of water in one day. I mean, what are you supposed to drink? Someone told me like that. You're supposed like to have a gallon. Is it a gallon? No, I don't think so. <sighs> this is like I think this is the equivalent of like four water bottles. Yeah. Well, we could do the measurement. It's a, it's a half gallon, so that's yeah two quarts, and that's two quarts, right, isn't yeah. it? Right, two quarts. Yeah, because there's of a four gallon. quarts in a gallon. I think so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, how much is a pint? Is a pint a half a quart? Thirty-two, sixty-four. A pint. I don't know. Wow. A pint of ice cream. That That's good. How many of those are you eating a day? How many do we need of those? <laughs> that's all I could think of. It's measurements are... Uh, They're look, so hard, but even, so knowable. Even when I know them, I don't. I have to look them up. Well, yeah, because you don't believe it. That can't be yeah, all. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to let you go. What, do you, uh, what kind of big press are you doing? Are you appearing on the TV shows? Are you going to go on Jimmy's show? Did you do it already? I'm going to do it. Yeah, when are you yeah. do it? On, you... on Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, no Fallon, huh? Were you and Fallon work together? Did you work together? No, but he would come to set sometimes. Oh. I, yeah, he hosted once. He hosted oh. once. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. That was somebody else. Why is he asking me questions? Um, all right, enough with this phone interruption. I got to fix that. There's so much has to be done. I have to tell you, I, you... I, I, I understand it. I, I don't know how to fix that stuff. So it, It's alerts. It's I alerts. Feel I just what have you're to feeling. find the alerts and yeah. turn them off on the computer. That's what I have to do. <laughs> Don't yell at me. Sorry. Where are you going now? Where are you going now? We're going to edit. Oh, the show? Yeah. This is all the press today? 
oh, no, 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 no. We're going to edit the show. Like, no more press today. Like, I'm... This is it. We're we're still editing. Oh. Because it comes out so soon. When does it come out? It comes out... Probably right when we're putting this up. Yeah. Whenever that is. <laughs> well, I'm glad we know all the dates and stuff and how <laughs> yeah, many yeah. ounces are in a court. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I hope everything... I hope, you know... I hope it's a big hit. Thanks so much. Nice talking to you. So nice talking to you. That was it. That was it. Vanessa Bayer. I I hope everybody's okay. WTFpod.com slash tour for the big dates coming up. There's still a lot of them. I'm tired. I'm tired. Here's some guitar. Here's some guitar. Fonda, cat angels everywhere.